welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am your host, and this is my podcast. My guest today is comedian, writer, producer, host, husband, father, and Pisces, Dan Levy. Oh my God. Dan Levy is one of my favorite comedians and one of my favorite human beings because he is not only talented, but a lot of times people are talented. But when you meet them, uh, they're monsters or they're horrible or they have this like terrible, uh, dark energy to them. And you just go, God, uh, I don't want to be near them. Oh, my God. It, this, being, meeting them in real life has, has ruined everything. But the thing about Dan Levy is not only is he talented, but I like how I feel when I'm around him. And no disrespect to his wife. He's got a beautiful wife. Uh, she's, she's a brilliant writer and a hot babe and all that. They're happy. This is all platonic. Everything I'm saying right now, this entire podcast uh, is essentially a platonic love letter dedicated to Dan Levy. It's not a date. It's an experience. It's just crazy because he's just so likable is all. Um, we have a tangential a uh, quick conversation. It's uber fast paced because it turns out both Dan and I speak crazy fast. Uh, we talk about a million different things. We talk about his new TBS pilot that I am actually in, which is very exciting. We talk about uh, balancing work and family. Uh, he works on the Goldbergs. Uh, we talk a little bit about that and writers' rooms. We talk about how rich Chris Hardwick must be. We talk talk about Chris D'Elia's hair. Uh, Dan gives me advice on who I should date. Uh, I asked him for that advice. He would never give unsolicited advice. He's not that kind of guy. Uh, and he gives great advice. He tells me what I need in a man. And he just hit that nail right on the head. Uh, it was very appreciated. Uh, we talk about how he moved to L.A., uh, his career journey, love on Friendster, T-Mobile sidekicks, creating shows, how he proposed to his amazing wife. And, uh, and we even talk about how he created a show called Pretty Wild on E!, which I was addicted to. Um, that the bling ring was based on. The two girls who starred in that show uh, ended up, uh, Sofia Coppola made a movie about her life called The Bling Ring. But we'll get to that later. Anyway, here's the thing. Dan Levy, uh, amazing in so many ways, but I really encourage you, if you really want to understand who Dan Levy is and, and get the energy that I'm talking about, taste it for yourself, uh, you need to follow him on Snapchat, at Dan Levy Snappy. And you should also follow him on uh, every other social media outlet that exists. Uh, you should follow him on Twitter, at Dan Levy, Instagram, at Dan Levy Show. And uh, he's filming his comedy special on June 25th at the Neptune Theater in Seattle. Find out all the details on that uh, by going to danlevyshow.com. And uh, you know what? If you like this podcast, Love Alexi, uh, it would make me super happy if you would subscribe on iTunes, leave a comment, rate the show. Seems like a super boring bullshit thing to do. Nobody wants to do this unnecessary shit, but you know what? It is necessary because it'll really help me grow the show so I can keep doing it. And if you like it, then you can keep listening to it. Um, I think we should also be friends on all social media, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, at Alexi Wasser. You can send emails to the show at dearlovealexi at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail at 707-8920440. And uh, you know what? I do want to apologize in advance for saying, oh my God, so many times during the conversation I have with Dan, but uh, so sue me. I was excited. I was telling you, he has a, he's a, a wonderful, charming, infectious energy, and I was affected by it. All right? It's not a crime. Uh, I'm going to shut the fuck up now so you can enjoy my conversation 
with Dan Levy. Now entering Nerdist.com. I just said podcasting, and now I'm going to keep it going throughout, throughout the podcast. Should we like snap, because Snapchat is a big part of a, you know, yeah. your lifestyle. Of everything. Your brand. Although I feel like I've been, hey! Hey, Dan, look at Levy. Where do we find you on Snapchat? Dan Levy Snappy. All right. There we go. Aristotle? Okay. This is awesome. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I'm so excited. Look, copious notes. Oh wow. We've, okay. We've already snapped. People know we're doing stuff. We know they, now we're here. Um I just wanna say, okay, look, let me get you uh let me get let's get this together. Let's yeah, get yeah. are we feeling good? Aristotle, do you feel good? I gotta send you the show by the way. You you're so good on it and uh People are loving it. Oh my God! Well, we have to get to that too. Okay. That's another. Oh, yeah. That's when it's your your show, your pilot you just did for uh, TBS. Are we recording now? We, reco- you, we started recording immediately when you walked in. Oh no way! All this is happening. That's why I'm like, oh my God, here he goes. Uh, did you actually get him when he started walking in? Uh, yes, but it also might have been really low. Oh no! Listen, that's what happens sometimes. I'm using the wrong headphones. Show business. I'm like, already a bad. I'm already bad at podcasts. Haven't you done every podcast okay. at, on the Nerdist Network? <laughs> haven't you done? Every single one already. Here we go. Have, have you? I, I have done. I have done. You've done. All, you've done them all. I haven't done every single one, but I remember. Uh, Hold on one second. But, but I did the Pete Holmes one. What? But we he did it at. Uh, he came to my place. Oh my! That's how you roll. Oh I, no! But my it, God. I didn't say like that's what? what you should do. But I think he said I will come to you. That's maybe because I yeah. Oh my God! And all, and also I said you better fucking come here. I'm not coming to fucking. <sighs> just kidding. Oh but, my God! Can we just dedicate this entire, <clears throat> this podcast with you? To just talking about Pete Holmes' podcast? <laughs> we can talk about I mean, yeah, Pete Holmes' podcast I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan, you know? It's a good one. <laughs> um, he inspires me daily. Uh, what was I going to say? Okay, let me just set the stage. Okay, set it. It's set. I'm talking to Dan Levy. That's who it is. Right? Not to be confused with Daniel Levy, Eugene Levy's son, when I was doing <laughs> Daniel all Levy. Daniel, Daniel Levy. Daniel Levy. Wait, are you Levy or Levy? Come on. I'm Levy. That's what I thought, but then you're confusing me. You're throwing no, things no, in my, my face. Like, I'm Dan Levy. Okay. He's Daniel Levy. He's very nice. You know what? But it's been very confusing for both of us I don't for a like long it. time. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. I don't I don't I was like doing research, taking notes, going, wait, this isn't wrong person. This is wrong person. Yeah. Every, he seems great. Every, yeah, he's awesome, but people a lot of times think I'm him and Can you get him which, for the podcast? Which I'm sure he deals with a lot, but people then are, are excited that I'm him because they like his dad. Whose dick is bigger? Oh, I'm not sure about okay. that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let me set the stage here. By the way, I'm not framing this as a date. Uh, shout out to Dan Levy's beautiful wife. Rachel. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not framing this as a date. This is a platonic love letter to you, Dan. Oh, wow. All right. Um, I'm already, this is already my favorite podcast. I mean, it should be. Uh, okay, this is, uh, you're, you are a writer. You're a comedian first. Yes. A writer. Yes. An actor. A producer. Well, a actor, loosely an actor. Hey, hey, let me continue <laughs> setting the stage. A writer, a uh-huh. comedian, yes. a producer, yes. an actor, a father, a husband, mm-hmm. a Pisces. Yes. Amazing. A, that's me. I mean, we don't need even to talk about it. We don't, what else is there to say? <laughs> what else is there? I'm a Pisces. Oh, my God. I'm a fish. I'm creative. I'm a creative fish. <laughs> Where do I start? Holy fucking shit. Okay, so what are you up to? You're already talking about the show you just did. What is the show you're talking about that I'm in that's amazing? The you're in. That's amazing. In. What is this thing? This is a show for TBS called Unfollowed, which is essentially like um, an intervention for people who are obnoxious on social media, who need help, who bother all of us online every day. So the idea of the show is, for example, the episode that you're in, mm-hmm. we deal with thirsty guys of Instagram, which is pretty much a thing that a lot of women deal with. 
Yeah. Which is guys who go on your Instagram or just in general, YouTube, you know, just social media in general, and then write horrible, vulgar things on your, yeah. on your comments. And we, we felt like, and you agreed, that these guys, did. <laughs> that these guys wouldn't do this if they saw you in person. Like, guys have this weird confidence online because they're just sort of like, you said, our, our scared pussy bitches, which you said. Oh, is that what I said? <laughs> said oh my yeah. God, I cannot wait to see this pilot. And, uh, and we feel like we could uh, stop this. So then we set up an entire... We, we catfished them, as you as you know. Yeah. We catfished, like, real that guys. Scary. That was very that scary. That was scary. That was weird. Yeah. I didn't really want to... It, I made, was like, it made a weird turn. Yeah. We keep it going. made a weird turn. Yeah. And then uh, and then we, 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 we catfished a guy. We caught, uh, caught a fish. And he thought he was going to meet you after saying these horrible <laughs> things, like, I want to nut in your forehead. He then thought he was going to... The fact that <laughs> a guy could, te- could write to you, I'm going to nut in your fo- forehead, and then you say, let's have lunch, and him say, cool. Uh, yeah. And expect that that's normal. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. So then, as you know, we the guy came to meet you. I intercepted and I said, hey, yeah. I'm Dan Levy. I'm from and followed. Do you know who I am? And of course he doesn't because the show's not even airing. The guy was so confused. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. And then we forced him to say positive things to a girl on an Instagram booth that was cut out. And it was real weird. But the weird behind the scenes thing is, and we can totally cut this out no, of, of what, the what, actual what, podcast, yeah. is the fact that like you do need to get these people to sign release. So like you're like, did you really think it's okay to tell a girl to nut on her forehead? By the way, man, like really cool of you for doing this. Uh, <laughs> if you would like a bagel, we have bagels. And I'm yeah. like, bagels? What are no, you doing? That's what was funny because like you were so upset the whole time, obviously, because like you were a, a this, woman. This, this guy's so creepy. Yeah, but this is a real creepy, creepy guy. And he's like, so I'm going to be on TV. I get some free bagels. And um, I just met Dan Levy. I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, but for us, we were like just trying to get him to sign the thing. Yeah. So it literally was like he was gross and disgusting. He had a backpack full of dildos or some crazy a shit. A backpack. Didn't even need to be filled with dildos. And then and then we were like, hey, uh, hey, that was great, man. You're really doing great on camera. Can you sign this so we can use it forever? So oh anyways, God. it was weird. The show originally was supposed to be a lot more. I mean, that's what the show became. But originally it was like. <laughs> You know, you're you're posting too many selfies. Like we're gonna stop you and be yeah. like cute and funny. But then it became this like basically catch a predator and got like really intense and pretty serious. I like serious. that. Yeah, but, I actually think if you don't post so- selfies, it means you don't like yourself. I I agree. I mean, and you isn't it crazy? Okay, because I am a huge fan of your Snapchat. Thank you for so real. Much. It's actually embarrassing where I, I like you know I think I saw that you said somewhere. You're upset that nobody screen sh- shoots your screen, yeah. take screenshots of your snaps. I was like, well. I'll help. Like, I'll be the one. And so I did it. And then uh, I tell other people about it. I tweet about it because you have this, like, I don't know how old you are. None of my business. Let's help me out there. Listen, can't you pretend people are ageism towards men, uh, ages towards men, too? They are. Are they? I guess. I just don't. I just, I, I feel like I'm. You're I've married. Been, you got a great life. Yeah. I, I just feel, also, I feel like, uh, of course I'm 35. I've been doing comedy since like the 60s. That's true. We got to get to that, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but I just love, you have this, like, boyish, boyish youthful enthusiasm. Like, uh, you're just so you make yourself so vulnerable, and you just. You, I love. Okay, so Dan talks to strangers. You're like, hey, Dan Levy here, uh, live uh, in Studio City, and then you're just like talking to these people. You're like talking to gardeners. You're talking to oh, whatever that means. I don't know. I, that sounds horrible. But uh, no, no, I do. I talk to anyone. I talk to to to, to a gardener. I'll talk to a random person at Ralph's. Yeah. I'll talk to like a UPS guy. And then you get cut off, and you just make them keep going, and you make, you do like you know numerous takes. And uh, isn't it odd that you don't have to get them to sign a release form? I know you think so. Well, That's here's the, the weird thing about like this day and age like 
I just go to people and go, hey, hey, I'm Dan. I'm doing you, – you, can I interview you for my Snapchat channel? And they're like kind of baffled, don't know what to say. And they go, uh, sure. And then I start talking and they don't know what's happening. Yeah. I don't have my own show. So I feel like I'm going to use Snapchat like – Oh yeah, of course. Like it's my own. No, it's my own. TV it's my show. show. That's it's my, my TV that's show. That's your TV, and I now I have access to having my own TV show. I don't know why I don't take. You have uh, a great snap too. I love your snap. You know, I feel like sometimes it's just too much of me singing to my cat. No, but I get really embarrassed because you're so brave. I was just like, because now we're at the, in this time where it's like, it's, it's just okay to be at the Grove and just being like, hey everybody, but you know, just like walking around talking to our camera is not embarrassing, or is just no more embarrassment. It's There's over. no more embarrassment. Really? Yeah, I think I think who cares? Who cares? Here's the thing. Okay. No one cares about anyone except for themselves. Is that true? So anytime you think not not that people are like, you know, obsessed themselves, but people They are though. They are. Yeah. And no one anytime you think someone is gonna be like, Oh god, am I like being embarrassing? Like no one is thinking about you because people are too worried about thinking about themselves. Oh yeah. So anytime you're like, should I not do this because I feel like this person might do this, or is this weird? Will people think I'm like that? Like no, nothing matters. Unfortunately, anymore. no, no one cares because everyone's focused on their own thing. Total side note, but yes, is Dave Navarro dorky? You know what? Do you think he's dorky or cool? I think he's kind of interesting and cool. I don't but know. I saw him at Crunch in New York City. You did? I saw him at Crunch in L.A. one time when I was 19. Or, I don't know. Yeah. And he was wearing, I think he's like, you know, cool, like 90s cool. See, this, the reason I'm saying that is because I'm wondering, does anything matter anymore? Because the other day somebody said to me, and I'll throw this right back to you. Somebody said, uh, I like Travis Barker. And I went, I mean, cool people don't think he's cool. And they're like, what? I didn't get that memo. And I was like, you just don't get it, I guess. But then I thought, am I the one with the problem? If nothing matters anymore as far as snapping and talking to yourself and nobody gives a fuck about it anymore. You might be the problem because Blink-182 is my favorite band. Oh, I do like Blink-182. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so right. I do like Blink-182. He is cool. Is Travis Barker – I think he's sexy, but I, th- I think like isn't is, – are Travis Barker and Dave Navarro cheesy and corny or well, whatever? I think they're just famous. They're just famous. Yeah, but like. They're famous. Everyone, they're just like these like famous rock star guys who like had, first of all, they're, they're, here's the thing about those guys. They're very talented. Yeah, that's true. Dave Navarro's amazing guitarist. Travis Barker, amazing drummer. That, that is like, I feel like as long as you have one thing that is cool about you, then you're, you're fine. What's your thing? What's my thing? Oh, I don't have anything. Yes, you do. You're funny. What's my thing? Yeah, that's it. I'm, my thing (laughs) is, uh, my, my hair. And that's it. That's not true. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, what, what's your thing? I don't know. Everyone's got a cool thing. You're cool. I just know you're cool. That's it? Yeah. Just the essence of cool? How bad is this conversation oh, with me right God. now? <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, so we're fine with Snapchat, blah, blah. We know where to find you. Nothing matters. Everybody's helpful. So, uh, so I'm going to just, we're, it's a tangential journey we're going on. We're living our lives. We're having a chat. I love it. This is going to be whatever it is. That's, that's fine. There are no rules. There's no rules. I did. I did make a lot of notes and lots of stuff. I, oh, wow. In bed. I was just in bed this morning just like Googling you or – I mean it turns out it was the other uh, – <laughs> I'm, no, sure, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, so you seem so healthy to the point where it bothers me. <laughs> I mean not really. But, um, but like you – this is – you know, I feel like all of us uh, have stories we tell ourselves to connect the dots, to fill in the blanks that may or may not be true. Yeah. Uh, and what I've done with you – they're not negative stories I've told myself but what I – see from you what i tell myself is here's this guy you've you've managed to find the balance between a successful showbiz career uh and you have a family you have like a real life happening you know how do you do it how are you so healthy it's pretty i'm very tired 
I, I think. Are you? I'm so tired. Just take a sip of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I drink so much coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's really, it didn't, there there was no plan. Everything just kind of like, just sort of like happening. And it was like. It did? Yeah. I mean, what? I was. I knew, oh, I knew that I was going to get married. Like I wanted to get ma- married. That was awesome. And that was very, that, that did nothing changed. Having a girlfriend getting married. We're like, now we're just together. Everything's yeah. good. We still live near the Grove. Everything's fine. You do. I live by the Grove too. I mean. <laughs> and. and <laughs> don't murder us. Don't okay. murder us. Nobody cares. And then. Um, and then we had like kid, and then it was like, oh, then then we became like more like real people. But I still don't feel like a real like adult, even yeah. though we have a kid. Then we had a second kid. Now we live in the valley. It's much more of like. Oh a, my god! Oh, what, how old are your kids? Three and one. What are their names? Abe and Romy. We don't have to tell the world that if you want me to edit that out. It's none of anybody's business. I don't care, but someone said I shouldn't, so maybe. Actually, I, they're all over your Snapchat. Yeah, though. so who cares? All That's you fine. do is like make your wife uncomfortable, <laughs> or she's like online shopping, and then like all of a sudden she's like, "What are you doing? Stop!" Last <laughs> night she wouldn't let me post something because she was really pissed because I broke an Am. She was supposed. To, she was trying to return something from Amazon, and I <laughs> broke down the box because I didn't know she was returning it. And then she got mad at me and said, "Don't break down the box." And then I forgot that she said that. And then I broke down the box a second you time. Did. You are exhausted. <laughs> and then she had a like she was last night she was like gluing the box back together to send it and I was like filming her and she's like do not fucking snap this. <laughs> oh my god. So I didn't snap it cuz she she doesn't like to seem like she's like, you know, bitchy. Oh god. Cuz she isn't, but in those moments she can be. What does she do? She's a writer. She writes on the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She does? Yeah. Oh, it's a great show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm all, I got so many questions. So many thoughts so and many feelings. Thoughts. So, we, so basically, I feel like the balance is sort of like, it's a forced balance because there's no other option. There's no other option. So, you know, we just sort of like have to just move through. Like, our, 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 our days are insane. Like, yesterday I said, I was like, I, I, I've become too busy to recycle. I don't oh, God. I'm, I'm not, not even – I'm not too busy and I still don't. Oh, shit. Oh, no. We should edit that out. <laughs> just kidding. Go on. No. no, it's just uh, – yeah, that's just kind of what is uh, what has happened. It just feels like we – you know, we just kind of go, go, go. They, they go to sleep by like 730. Thank God. And then we have like our, our nights – what does that free. involve? Do you drink? Do you do drugs? Uh, I don't do drugs. We drink. I drink like wine. I'll, I'll have a drink. Yeah. And then I'll be recently. I've been doing a lot of comedy, so I'll go out to like the improv or whatever and See, perform. That's so important. Oh yeah, I saw you perform at the improv. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a great. You were amazing. Thank you. You did this massage bit about like something happened to getting massaged, and then you wrote this letter, and you're just <laughs> hilarious. And that was a huge night. That was like, well, I already look up to you and put you on a pedestal, which oh, is probably not you. healthy to do with anybody. Uh, but whatever. No, it's very healthy. Okay, when it's when you're concerned, yes. Uh, when it's you. <laughs> But uh, it was you. It was like Judd Apatow. Apatow? Apatow? Apatow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you you seem unsure. Me neither. I don't know. But yeah, it was like a, oh yeah, Chris, uh, Chris D'Elia. Chris D'Elia. Yeah. Oh my God. By the way, I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm just, all I do is just like ask people to be on my podcast to the point where that's, I realize that's the most vulnerable, embarrassing thing you can do. But I'm like, and I... I reached out to Dan on his Snapchat. I was like, because he snapped Chris D'Elia. And I was like, hey, ask him to be on my podcast. He was like, okay. And I was like, oh, my God. Why did I do that? <laughs> I'm so oh, embarrassed. Chris will definitely do a podcast. Are he's, you serious? He's a veil. Undateable. Got canceled. Oh. What's he doing? <laughs> oh, my God. He could be my sidekick. He could be your sidekick. He can just take over. I'll be his sidekick. <laughs> he's got great hair. Um, he does have great oh hair. Oh, my God. I did shows with him last week, and he's very funny. Very, very long hair. His hair is uh, very impressive. Whose hair is more impressive? Aristotle's or Chris D'Elia's? Uh, Chris D'Elia's. Only because it's like, you know, shoulder length and it's sort of like he's got like a, oh, you know, you like answer- a Dave Navarro thing going on. You answered on. that so fast. It was almost like he just <laughs> fucking ripped Aristotle's heart out and stomped on it. So unnecessary. Well, Aristotle's <laughs> got like a great like hairdo where... He's wearing headphones. How okay, dare you sorry, talk to sorry, Aristotle? Sorry, oh, sorry, Jesus. Sorry. Okay. Um, uh, oh, 
All right. So balance in my life. Balance. So yeah. So that. So that is like that, that's really what it is. There's just like no option. We just kind of move forward, and then it's just very exhausting. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I would say about having kids that people are like, oh, it's so crazy. It's like it's not crazy. It's 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 very fun, and they're so cool. They're so yeah. cute, and they're adorable, and it's like amazing to watch them grow. But waking up at six a.m. every morning sucks, dick. Like there's nothing worse than no matter what happens at yeah. six a.m. It's like I'm up. Peppa Pig's on. We're eating vanilla yogurt. Oh my god! Or Willy yogurt. You whatever have you want so to say. much energy, though. You have yeah. so much energy because how late do you? What time do you usually go to sleep? Because I'm an insomniac. I stay well, I try. If I go to sleep by eleven, yeah, then I'm fine. But a lot of times I'm, I'm up a little bit later. Like if I if you know like if I'm out and I'm coming home at like twelve and then I'm like mm-hmm. chilling and then I'm like by the time I go to sleep it's like one that yeah. sucks. But oh my god, I never really needed that much sleep, so I sort of just move through. I can't believe this. Yeah, yeah. So you you do comedy, you're on tour, and you write for the Goldbergs. Yeah, right? I write for the Goldbergs. You write for the Goldbergs right now, bringing in that paycheck. Your wife uh, writes on Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Oh my god, this dual income family. <laughs> Who watches the kids when everybody's at work? We have this wonderful lady named Trisha. Oh my god, but shout also, out to Trisha. But also my. My son's in preschool, so it's sort of like, you know, I drop him off, he's in preschool, he comes home, he goes to sleep, he wakes up, then yeah. Rachel comes home. It's like, you know, oh we have God. a lot of a lot of people helping helping us. If you want to uh, if you want to see these kids, they are on Snapchat, constantly <laughs> being exploited. They leave you snappy. They are... My daughter, I had no idea. She was so sad she burned her hands on the oven. So oh, all yeah. last week I had I was like with her like every day. We went to the hospital, oh, we like had God. the doctor appointment every single day. So me and her were just like hanging out. And uh, I made a video of me and her on Instagram, and she's viral. She's a viral hit. Are you joking? It's like twenty thousand views. What? what? What was she doing? She you just putting salve uh, on her hands. No, no, yeah, it was basically like <laughs> she was all bandaged up, and I just she Ew. just she was just telling me like that she uh, she, she that she likes to eat, and she goes. And she moves her mouth, and she says she likes to make silly faces, and she makes a silly face, and then she said she likes to make monkey noises, and she sounds like a monkey. And it was just uh, more viewed than anything I've ever put on Instagram. Is that terrifying <laughs> or, like, awesome? Oh, no, I think it's so cute. It's just awesome. So you're happy. You're, like, a happy person. I think I'm pretty happy. I mean, I get stressed yeah. and tired and, you know, over you know I overthink things, and I'm you like, do? how about this? How about... But for the most part, I think I'm pretty happy. So with the overthinking and the stress, how do you get out of that? You just don't have time to be that, and you have to be present. Or do you like do you meditate? Or is there no time? When is there time to meditate? I know meditate. I mean, the one thing that I do that's sort of like a stress reliever is try to like run or work out or like go stairmaster or something like that. That's what I do. I try to like uh, I try to hit the gym. Yeah. Before when I had time, time I like had like my buddy who was like a personal trainer, and we would like work out together, and I would like work out like you know go the Santa Monica steps and like you did do all these things, and now I don't have time for that, so now I just uh, do you know I try to like working out is like sort of the time where I get to like chill out. Do you have an eight pack? I don't. Do you have a six pack? I don't. Do you have a four pack? A mini two pack? I think I definitely have a. uh... Let's see it. No. Okay, good husband. That was a test, (laughs) and you pass. (laughs) Oh wait, I feel like you have one of these because I have one of these. Yes. Yeah. I like those things. I saw you on your Snapchat, and then you had like the sound, and I went, "Oh my god, he has a sound machine!" Like, yeah. Where'd you get that? A paper source? Uh, Okay, relax. (laughs) All right, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, but I did see that snap by the way, and they do charge a lot of money, like six hundred dollars for like fucking stationery. Okay, can I snap? Can I um? Can we do a snap? Or, or yeah, yeah, it, are we not in snap. the moment? Are we not no, in the moment? No, let's be in the moment. We're in the moment. Because here's snap what's going to happen. And this is what happens a lot. Whenever I do things and I'm like, oh, this would be a great place to snap, I forget. Then I leave and I'm like, God damn it, I didn't snap the entire time I did that thing. Okay, let's both take a snap break. We're living our lives. We're Wait, oh, do I look beautiful though? 
Oh, whatever. You Here know. I am live doing a podcast. It's me. It's Alexi. It's the Love Alexi podcast. Everybody tune in. Be a guest. Uh, yeah. How am I doing so far? Oh, my God. Amazing. Steve. Crushing it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's how a fucking master Snapchatter snaps. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Actually, I followed you because Whitney Cummings pushed you so hard on her snap. <laughs> and I was following the wrong Dan Levy, some oh, some dud. And then I found you, the snappy whatever. And uh, yeah. Yeah, Wh- Whitney is a fan of my podcast, of, of my snap. <laughs> whatever. It's whatever you want to do. Wait, is this boring? I don't know how to snap. Teach me how to snap. I'm here with Dan Levy. Dan Levy live here at the Nerdist headquarters where things happen, like... Alexi and Pete Holmes okay, and Chris you, you Hardwick. Got, you, you got cut off. You got cut off? You okay, let's do another one. I'll oh, yeah, this is, like, <laughs> this is like an ode to how you snap. I'm sorry, you just got cut off. Keep going. We just got cut off, but here we are, the Nerdist headquarters, where Chris Hardwick makes a lot of money. How rich is Chris Hardwick? <laughs> I want to see statements. Yeah. <laughs> he is so rich. Oh, my God, he's oh so rich. Oh, my God, he is the Ryan Seacrest of uh, the comedy world? Is that wrong? I mean, of the nerd world? I don't know. He's just been... On TV since I was 12. <laughs> so yeah. I just sort of like do the math. Yeah. And he's rich. Um, we got to ground ourselves in our truth. We got to get back it. to where we were. We got, we got out of control snapping. Sorry. Sorry. Oh we're my snapping. God. Okay. So, anyways, when I get stressed out, work out, I just sort of like, <laughs> okay. I just work through it. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Is that bad? No. I don't know. I want to know. Well, this is what I usually start with, but we've already gone long past it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, where were you born? I was born in Stanford, Connecticut. Stanford, Connecticut. You went to Emerson. Went to Emerson. Why do people go to Emerson? Because I feel like I've met everybody that's great who went to Emerson. Like you, uh, all these people who work in Ingenuity. Uh, Steve Bazalone. Steve Bazalone, Justin Willman. Uh, who else? James Kirkland. James Kirkland. I mean, everyone. So what is the, why do people love Emerson? I mean, I went there because like, I was like referred to like a guidance counselor because I knew I wanted to do comedy and yeah. communications and film and all that stuff. So basically I applied to a bunch of schools, um, got rejected from NYU, went to Emerson. Oh, wow. And then, <laughs> Where is it? In Boston? It's in Boston. Okay. And then I remember I got to Emerson the first day I was there. I met this guy, James Kirkland, who's super funny that, you know, you know, we talked about. Yeah. Funny dude. And uh, I remember I met him and he, I was, he was like, I was like, what's going on? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm from Oregon. I was like, oh, awesome. Of course he's from Oregon. Now it makes so much sense. I'm like, well, just so you know, like, I really like comedy. I, and I made a short movie in high school. And he goes, dude, I like comedy. I made a short movie in high school. And I was like, we are soulmates. Oh, my God. Whose short was better? Um, I, I, that's, that's a definitely, question. Definitely his. Mine oh, was terrible. Oh, well, look at you. But Great guy. But then my point is that every conversation I had, the same, it's the same thing. Everyone in Emerson, like every person had the same thing. It's like, yeah. I make do comedy. You do comedy. Yeah. I make comedy. And then oh, Steve Todd, Basil, everyone, Todd, Todd Shaw, Schulzen, yeah. everyone. Unbelievable. I mean, the, and you're all still friends. It's we're crazy. All still friends. How did that happen? I, I, I didn't go to college and I have like zero friends from high school still. Well, no. Well, the coolest thing about Emerson is that it was like this place, at least for me, like a lot of people didn't like it. But for me, it was just I just went there and I said stand up every single night. And then I was in a comedy troupe. Called Jimmy's Traveling All Stars with Steve. What's, I'm sorry, say that called slow. Jimmy's Traveling All Stars. Okay, with Steve and James and our buddy Eric Hutchinson. And I mean, it's, it's Eric El- who? Eric Hutchinson, singer songwriter. That guy? Yeah, yeah. Wait, he's not. The, wait, who's in the Hunger Games? Am I thinking of somebody who's in the? Hunger Oh, that's Games? another person that sounds like him, but it's not him. Okay, well, but it's great. I mean, Elijah <laughs> Schlesinger was in the comedy troupe. Really? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was a lot of different. It was just awesome, and it became like the main. My like, be, be, I wasn't in a frat ever, but that's what I could kind of like 
Yeah, but way cooler. Like, Seems like way cooler. Way but cooler. in terms of like really close with friends. Yeah. And then, but then there were so many people doing comedy. So it's like Evan and Gareth, Gareth Reynolds and Evan Mann were in a, in a comedy troupe. And just sort of like there was all these people just doing comedy everywhere. Yeah. And uh, and then when we moved to L.A. When like, was that? Was that right after college? Yeah, 2003. We all yeah. moved out here and we just had this like network of friends that were all doing the same thing. And that's just kind of why we're such good friends. I mean, Steve and I were like started writing movies when we first moved out here. We were like, you know, writing pilots and shooting stuff. Like we were just oh, like right away. That's what we were doing. Oh, my so. God. OK, so did you, were you just doing stand up comedy every night? Like, tell me. So you moved to L.A., what part of town do you live live in, and who'd you live with? Well, I moved to L.A. I was doing comedy in college, like, the whole time. So then when I graduated college, I did, like, a college tour. I got really involved in this place called – in this thing called NACA, which is, like, a college campus tour where you basically go and you bomb at colleges for, like – you just, like, go, like, back-to-back doing colleges in shitty parts of the country, but you get paid. You can only do that if you're in a college, and then, the, like, it's, it's – like, No, no. It's just, like, in a, it's it's – it still exists. It's the NACA now? Association. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's like you go and you showcase and they book you. Yeah. So when I graduated, I just did like a, a, a Southeast tour and just toured all over the place and then moved to LA. And then, stupidly, I moved to LA, but then I was just constantly doing colleges for like four years. So I moved to LA and I was like, if I'm moving to LA, I got to be right by the studios. Oh. So, so I moved like right next to Warner Brothers with my friend AJ. <laughs> who I grew up with. Yeah. And we lived together and we're like, we are in North Hollywood. Ah. We are going to make it into this town. <laughs> and then, of course, like it was fucking terrible living in North Hollywood, even though it was kind of fun. But um, Did you get an agent? Were you going on auditions? Were you, was it primarily stand-up? How did that turn into writing for TV? W- Tell me oh, everything. like the whole thing. Didn't you do hosting stuff where somebody yeah. recognized your voice the other day? Yeah, so Can- basically uh, – so the long story is the, – the short <laughs> – no, yeah. not long story. It's the podcast. The short story is this. I was doing comedy. In college, um, when I was a junior, I got into the Aspen Comedy Festival for the this competition for, like, Funniest College Comedian in America. Oh, wow. I won that. What? Come on, people. I won it. Oh, wait. That's the wrong sound. I should have done hand claps. Whatever. <laughs> keep okay. going. Keep going. So I win this thing. <laughs> I have title Funniest College Comedian in America, which wow. is a pretty hefty title. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got, like, all of, like, the Hollywood people, like, the managers and the agents and all this stuff. And I was still in Boston, but I had, like... My, I like managers and you know whatever. Oh wow! So from Aspen, you got managers and, and agents in Los Angeles. Yes. Are you still with those people? No. <laughs> that's none of my business. Keep going. No, no, yeah. no. They they were very nice, but they ne- never called me. Ever. Oh, they were okay. like, we signed you, buddy. But I was in college, and I call them and be like, hey, what's going on? Is it bad when you're calling your manager and agent and they never call you? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so then I. Uh, did that, that I went, that I did the college, that I was doing stand up, and I did like, you know, late night shows. I was basically doing all this stuff, like, you know, that you do as a comedian. Then I moved to LA, and then I was doing uh, more stand up and stuff like that. Then I started doing like MTV shit, and I was basically like hosting. I was on MTV on failed shows for about five years. That I sounds hosted, like a dream. That's uh, like my dream. <laughs> I hosted a show called uh, Your Face or Mine 2004, which was uh, a game show that was basically like hot or not, but a game show. It was a terrible show. And, uh, but really, really, I watched it recently. It was so, it was so bad. But Did it was you have also, so much fun though? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. It was the best working, thing ever. Working is the best. Oh, come on. I was like 23. I was yeah. hosting, I was hosting a game show. Yeah. It was great. So I did that. Then I hosted the show called The Reality Show with Andy Dick, which was terrible. 
He just started following me on Instagram. Does that yeah. mean? Does he that might mean... be a nice guy now, but he was terrible when I knew him. He was like on drugs and he like was like, let me suck your dick. And I was like, oh, this is my second job ever in Hollywood. But that's so flattering. <laughs> At least he wanted to suck your dick. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Keep going. That got canceled oh. immediately after okay. like four episodes. <laughs> then I hosted MTV Spring Break. You did? Yeah. How many girls did you sleep with from Spring Break? Any of them? No. Were you ever like a crazy promiscuous Lothario? I wish. Not really. Oh, you're like a good grounded dude. No, but I regret it all. You did? I don't think that's true. Your your wife is such a smart, wonderful babe. I don't even know her. This is just what I've, you know. Is it Glean? Gleam? Gleam? With an M or an N? Gleam. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I love that people are going to learn from this podcast. Exactly. Okay, keep going. Um, so spring break. You're spring not break. Having... I did that. Then I was like hosting a bunch of random <laughs> shit. Yeah. And then I was like, that I also did that. Then I was like hosting and auditioning and like acting and, you know cast and stuff that didn't really happen mm-hmm. and then i started doing it was like the the boom of the web series world wow. like there was a thing called crackle to start it which is now like a crackle isn't it weird that uh, that's where uh jerry seinfeld's comedians and cars getting yeah. coffee such a weird spot for that or the, or it doesn't matter nothing matters nothing anymore. matters anymore that's it my whole point nothing Take, matters taking anymore. back to no, nothing matters no one cares you're right <laughs> so Thank you. liberating uh, <laughs> go on so i did so i had this joke about a longest relationship Mm-hmm. That I used to always do because I was in only a lot of relationships. That was the thing. I've always been in relationships. So, like, I moved to L.A. with a girlfriend and co- I went to college with a girlfriend. I moved from L.A. with a girlfriend. Like, a- every what? time in my life I've been in a lot of relationships. Why is that? What is that about real quick? And then we'll go back to it. I think I just am, like, very good at committing and bad at breaking up. <laughs> do you like being in a relationship? Does it make you feel, like, grounded and solid and safe and cozy? It does. But looking back, I really regret that I didn't cheat on my girlfriends in, like, high school. And really? College. Yeah. Do you think I should cheat on people I date now? Because... No, because now you're dating, like, serious people. When I, I, I was, when I was, like... <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> when I was 20... Well, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, I definitely, I was like on a college tour. Yeah, you were like, hosting spring break, you I bonehead. I, what I, am I doing? My biggest regret. <laughs> Anyways. Whatever. You, so, you followed your heart. I followed my heart. Or whatever. So whatever. So then, uh, so I had this, so I, so I basically did a web series based off this joke called Lost Relationship. And it was very fun. And Long uh, distance relationship. Yeah, it was on Crackle. And then that became a... TV that became a TV pilot for MTV. So then we shot that. I was like starred in it. It was like wrote it. A super scripted fun. thing. A scripted thing. That's how I started like writing stuff. Oh. Then, then from there, I basically <laughs> like the show didn't get picked up. But then MTV had me write another show. And then, you know, then I was sort of like in the writing thing. And then I wrote a show for NBC the next year. And then smart. We, then Whitney's show got picked up. Wait, you wrote that show? No, 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 no. Oh, I, okay. I wrote a show the same year that Whitney wrote her show. Oh, no, what was the NBC show that you wrote that you sold? It was called Big Kids. It was about like a, a young couple who's like, it was pretty stupid looking back now. No, you're, but like, was... you're like a big kid. You're like so youthful and this enthusiasm. Just your energy is like you've got the nicest vibe. Sometimes people come in here. I know we're going to throw it right back to you. People, I love it. I sometimes love people it. come in, in here and uh, look, I'm actually wearing crystals. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm not like, I'm a girl who's into crystals, but I'm like too into crystals. So I want to get not, into crystals. But I mean, like, it's not like a, in a weird way. It's like fashionable crystals. Mm-hmm. But I'm wearing these because, like, uh, oh God, this is embarrassing. I shouldn't out myself. But uh, because sometimes people come in here and they're I'm like pointing to the chair where they've sat and. I, I feel their energy, and it's like, it, it actually affects me in a real way. And your thing, like, uh, is uplifting, and it's, it's, it's like, oh. a wonderful... So it's, like, it's a real thing. I can feel it, and you should be very happy. And Thank you. No wonder your... People... Your crystals are working. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so go on. So you you wrote the Big Kids thing. So I, wrote, I wrote, wrote, wrote this show, Big Kids, and it was sort of like a, just a sitcom, like a multicam sitcom about a, a husband and wife, and their brother moves in. I forget. It was a long time ago. Sounds, sounds fun. But it, but it was funny. Didn't get picked up. And then uh, Whitney's show did get picked up, and she's like, hey, would you want to work on my show um, 
this has got picked up. And I was like, I never worked on a show before. And she's like, I, I think it could be fun. That was the first show you wrote on? That was the first show I wrote on as like a writer. So I like basically was hired like as like a writer. So I worked on her show. Oh my God. How was that so fun? Because wait, you guys were already friends. Oh, we were such good friends. It, it was awesome. It was so oh my fun. God. I, mean, I love Winnie. It's she's embarrassing like, how much I love her. Yeah, she's the best. She's I my mean, uh, spirit guide. I don't know, don't know her very well at all, but uh, she's great. She's like, you know, a very, very good person and so fucking funny. Oh my God. So it was very fun to work for her. But like oh, she'll admit that experience was like a nightmare for her because it was like, I don't know if you remember, but it was like, you know, a lot of hate towards that show. Like there was billboards. Why and, was that? I don't know. Fuck it just, that. It was it was it was really upsetting because the show was was funny and then it got picked up and it was fine. But it was it was fun for me. But it was like she was in a very stressful situation because she created it. Yeah, it was the starring star of it. it. She was writing it. She was writing it. She was also writing two book girls the first season. Oh so my she was god! Like, what a powerhouse! It was crazy. Yeah. So, it, it, but it was really fun. Like I met a lot of cool people. And Is that where you like, met Chris D'Elia, or you already were? Friend- you guys were all friends already. I kind of knew comics? Chris D'Elia, but that's where I like really met him because okay. we worked together for two years. How then. cozy! So it was fun. And Zoe Lister Jones was on the show, and oh, she's amazing. Yeah. So like, it was a very fun, uh, a fun. Sitch. And then that's kind of how I started writing. So you, where where did you go after Whitney? You went where? After Whitney's show, I worked on John Mulaney's sitcom. Okay. Was that fun? That was the most fun. Yeah, that was yeah. very, very fun. That, yeah. that was like, he's the funniest person ever. And like, we just had so much fun doing it. And it was just one of those things where we were doing it in a vacuum because we were, we shot like 16 episodes over like, I don't even know how, how many months, but it felt like a long time. So by the time the show premiered, we were like done. Oh, wow. So the show premiered, then, you know, people weren't, like, loving it. And then we were like, wait, no, but the show's so good. We love the show. So you didn't get to show all the other ones that you shot? We did, but it was, like, you know, around when the World Series came. So they kind of basically, Fox just sort of, like, moved it. And it just didn't really get, like, to be seen, you know, how it should have been seen, in my opinion. But it was... damn it. I still think it's very funny. There were some such funny episodes. So from John Mulaney's show to... From from John Mulaney's show, I worked on, in between, I worked on the show called The Awesomes, which is Seth Meyers' Hulu show. Oh. Oh, okay. which, which is this animated show, which is fun. Yeah. And then, then I went on to uh, the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs. And so are you happier in a writer's room or being in front of the camera? Or are they just both totally different? And you do – you got they're, your Snapchat network. They're both totally different. I mean, on, you know, they're both very – they're both very different, especially the Goldbergs is a hit show. Yeah. So I definitely feel like I'm like, you know, working for like a way different – like I'm so used to shows where – it's like on fire, you know, where like the show's about to get canceled, people are freaking out. Every, oh, every, really? Every day you're checking deadline Hollywood. Oh my god! Or Hollywood Reporter to be like, "What's happening? Are we canceled?" And uh, and and this show is more of like this is a, uh, a show. It's like wow. on after you know, it's on ABC like Family Block with Modern Family and Blackish. It's like you know, what, what? why that show and not other shows? Or is that like too intense a question to ask you because you could get fired? I don't get you. No, fired. no, I, I can't get. Fi- I, I, I wouldn't okay. get fired. It's just, I, I don't. I think just ABC is just like the best network in terms of like they figured out what their audience likes. Yeah, and they just locked in. Holy, so it's what like, is it? It's fam- It's family shows. Family shows. I mean, it's like you just have the family shows. It's the most relatable thing in the world is a family. Yeah. So like. You know, is that's that why just, you started a family? That's why I started a family. Have better a better writer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> better contributor to these shows. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god. So. You deal with like I'm sure you deal with big egos and and weird personalities from you know actors or show creators or uh, not Whitney though because I fucking love her. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I was saying in general like like uh, producers, actors, uh, directors in this business. There are lots of huge yeah. egos and people can be mean and intense and uh, sociopaths or whatever. How do you navigate that? Are you unaffected? Going back to the whole like. Well, the one thing I, I, I would say about stand up, which is why it's like, I think, a very healthy, even though it's so unhealthy stand up comedy, I feel like it's a yeah. very healthy way into like the broad like show business because like there are so many insane people in stand up comedy. Like, 
from like the bookers at the Comedy Connection who are like Ooh. the biggest fucking assholes ever. You know, like yeah. like to like insane comedians to like bipolar comedians to mean comedians to like yeah. just like watching just just the 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 group of peers is so insane. That you have to, like, I spent, like, 15 years of my life just, sort of, like, navigating past, like, crazy people. So that made you tough? That toughened you up? I feel like it's made me tough in the sense of, like, being around people. Like, when I go into a writer's room, it's sort of like, well, no matter what happens today, nothing is in me as bad as, like, almost driving off the highway in Fargo after bombing at a college. Oh, really? In a blizzard. Holy shit! So, like... Oh, my God. You know, it's just, like, that. those kind of things. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like... Having like you know Patrice O'Neill like mock you after you come off stage in New York is is not going to come close to what any writer could say about like making fun of a joke you pitch. And it's now like, he's dead. He's dead. I mean, so that's the thing. It's like oh my god, there's there's so many dead comedians. <laughs> oh, because they're like, all miserable. They're right? all. It's it's crazy. Wait, how it's did like, he die? Patrice died because he had uh, diabetes. Okay, he, sorry, he died. He died. It's oh, sad. Okay, but, um, but no, but everyone. Uh-huh. But he didn't. Die. Mostly people die suicide or drugs or whatever yeah. it is. So it's you know that's the other thing. It's like there's so much, it says like death everywhere. It's it's fucking crazy. Yeah, but you are such an anomaly because yeah, you're just you. you I like how I feel when I'm around you. Well, thank you. I think I'm an empath or I've got good in- intuition. Oh God, I actually said that out loud. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just incredible. It's like and you seem very you have yeah, people say the nicest thing behind your back, you know, oh, and, nice. and uh, it's just like such a shocker. Well, I feel like I am good with like knowing good people. Yeah. Like I've always, sur- I think that's part oh of God, like, yeah. I feel like I've surrounded myself with only good people. Like I was even saying like yesterday I was talking and I was like, we we're just, oh, cause I'm always talking about comedy or something. And I was, yeah. we were just talking about like how stand up so terrible. And I was like, I was like the stand up business is, it's like a terror. It's like a terrible, like, <laughs> like poison world. Yeah, it's poisonous. But it, it's poisonous, but it's amazing. But at the same time, I only like like five people. So like you're able to like stay afloat if you don't get sucked into like, just like chaos, yeah. you know? And that's sort of, I think what, what always happens is like you see people and you're like, like it's the only business where someone could literally become a millionaire and dead, like, within two years. Like, oh, that's my just, God. It's, that's just the way it goes. God, you're, you can't see how big he's smiling. <laughs> no, no, but... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Like, yes. I, I know, like, I, I've hung out of places where it's like, we're all in here together. And then two years later, this person shoots up and is like, yeah. giant star. This person's dead. This person, you know, it's Ooh, crazy. Yeah, it is terrifying. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know why all I want to do is ask you about the Grove and why you like the Grove as much as I do. Do you feel safe there like I do? I do love the Grove. Now that there's a Nike malls. town, I used to not like the Grove. I was at the Grove yesterday, texted Steve Bazelon, who's also so was a writer. I. He texted me, yeah. said you're at the Grove, but I was already gone. I was already leaving. I know. I was like, well, I'm going to talk to him tomorrow. That's what okay, I said I'm going to talk to him tomorrow, is but, what I said. But too. I love the Grove. <laughs> just, now there's a Nike town. Yeah. I never like the Grove when I live close to it. It kind of bothered me because a lot of my friends would be like, let's go to the Grove. And I was like, I don't... My wife, too, she like loved to like drink at the bar, the farmer's market, but like... there's a, Oh, yeah, that's so fun. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah, it's fun. But I, I was like, <laughs> I, I don't... I like the, you know, that, that hummus chicken plate at farmer's market at uh, Moishas. Moishas. I'll go. Yeah, it's great. It's Maybe great, we'll get a free chicken plate out of this. Yes, we Moishas. <laughs> great chicken. Great hummus. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, but you feel safe there and cozy, or just because there's a Nike town? I do, I just, I like, I feel, I feel very, uh, I feel, I just like it, it's nice. <laughs> and when, when Nike, I, I feel, I kind of feel safe there, but I also just like, like going to the Grove, it's very, a very happy place. Now, Steve Bazelon is a writer on the Goldbergs as well. Yes. So, was that like a happy surprise? That was the first time you guys worked together well, on we a TV have, show? We, before we both were like staffing on shows, like I was you know, doing comedy and he was like acting and we were writing together and we wrote 
two pilots together that we made that we both were in. Oh, you did? You yeah, shot yeah, them? Did yeah, you yeah. finance them yourself? No, we, you we, we, we made this one pilot that got into a festival that we made through this production company. And then when we won this festival for like best comedy, like part of the winning was like a development deal at Fox. So Jeez. Fox basically, we did a Fox pilot. This was like a long time ago, but we did this pilot called Below the Law about two guys who like decide to take like the, the crime into their own hands after they don't get into the police academy. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. It was fun. It was Revisit really... Revisit that. I know. I want to. But it was really fun. So we basically only did that. And then Steve um, started working with um, his writing partner, Annie. And they started like writing movies and all stuff. And they became kind of a team just based off of their success. And then went on to TV shows. So we always wanted to get back together and work together. So then last year when I was like available... Steve was like, oh, it'd be so awesome to work with the Goldbergs. And then oh. Adam Goldberg knew my comedy. And then it just basically kind of worked out. Amazing. So it was perfect. Now, this has nothing to do with that. Yes. This is very important to my, uh, you know, what I'm into. Yeah. How did you meet your wife? How did you meet my wife? This is a very, this is a very, uh, this is a very good story. It better be. <laughs> and it's very old because it involves Friendster. <laughs> Who are you looking at? Okay. <laughs> You're like, it's like, okay, you so, told the story before Friendster. Friendster. So Holy here's shit. basically what happened was my wife, when I met her, she was an actress and she was working at Lucky Strike. Oh, okay. What year was this? This was, oh man, I don't even know. I want the year. The, Give me the year. I mean, it was like a long time ago, 2000. All right. This is like dead air. 2000. Yeah. No, it was 10 years ago. Okay. 11 years She's ago. She's such a fox. What, was She's she 12 ve- years old when you met her? I can't <laughs> she believe was. you. Yeah. Um, okay. So we... Uh, I was just got out of a long relationship, like I do, like an LDR relationship. How long? It was like two years. Don't you feel like those aren't real relationships? Yeah. Now I look back and I'm like, why didn't I cheat on you? Yeah. Because I was in like a two-year long-distance relationship too. And like it's like it's a whole different type of thing where it's like the longing. And then when you're together, you're like, you got to have as much sex as possible. And like, and you're so excited, but it's also very stressful. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Anyway, so you just got out of that. Anyway, so I just got out of that. It was like kind of dating this other girl. And then uh, I had an audition for acting audition acting audition <laughs> no a hosting audition for beauty and the geek remember that show oh yeah 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 so that was that was the zone i was did you in. get it because i've never seen that show <laughs> no but i honestly had like five callbacks you that did? Show. yeah oh my so God. i went and uh i i i'm i'm, I'm like kind of actually hung over i'm like going to this audition in manhattan beach studios where they film the oc man i've been to that studio for auditions i'm like why why so here far. so why far. yeah so we're i'm walking and as i'm walking she's walking out and she's very very hot yeah <laughs> so she comes like towards me and because i'm like a little bit hungover but also because they film the oc there i think she looks like i think she's rachel bilson because, oh my God. because she looks like rachel bilson yeah a little bit. she's so beautiful yeah she looks like rachel bilson so she's just walking towards me and i'm like this girl's so hot and then she and then she knew of me because her best friend audrey went to college with me and told her whenever you're gets whenever you're single like i have this great jewish guy for you no that's you that's me the great jewish i'm the guy? great jewish guy so <laughs> she saw my website Back in 2005, which was me wearing a gray shirt and a tie pointing. Really? <laughs> so she knew, like, my face. <laughs> so then she's walking towards me, and I'm like, this girl's so hot, but whatever. I'm just, like, walking. It's, like, 10 a.m. And then she's, and then she waves me. She's like, hey. And I was like, this girl's, like, talking to like, me right Rachel now. Rachel Bilson I was, like, is Ra- coming on to I was me. like, Rachel Bilson is, is into me. So, okay. I, so I go, hey, what's up? And then she got super embarrassed because she realized even though she saw my pictures, we never met before. Yeah. So she's like, oh, hi, sorry. Like, I... I'm sorry. Like, I know, I know Audrey. And I was like, that's cool. I was like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm just like leaving audition. I was like, cool. I was like, we should like, 
hang out sometime. You just went for it. I just went for oh, it. Oh, you're so great. And she was like, oh, no, well, I have a boyfriend. And I was like, oh, that, okay. See you soon. I was like, damn it. So I went to my Beauty and the Geek audition, didn't get it, and then went home and it was in traffic. And then, like, a couple days later, I got a Friendster message from her saying, like, hey, nice to meet you, you know, running into you, whatever. Does that count as cheating? On her boyfriend's not like starting a an emotional affair. Is it? Um, it definitely started it. Yeah. So so she just. <laughs> oh, I love this. Keep going. So then she was like, "Nice to meet you," and I wrote something back. I had the we had the friendster uh, email. Uh, we have it framed, but I don't know it by heart. We have it framed in our house. But uh, but uh, then I wrote back something else, and then we basically started like going back and forth, and then we were like. You know, I we were instant messaging because I had a sidekick at the time. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> so I was really my team level sidekick, and then uh, and I was just, we were just like texting, and then basically Audrey called me and was like, "Hey, you got to stop talking to Rachel. Like, she has this boyfriend. Like, she's insane. Like, you just honestly, as your friend, you don't want to deal with this craziness." She she Audrey called your current wife insane. Yeah. Oh, how sexy! I know. The sex must be wild. So then, my so then I was like, uh, okay. Fine. And then and then I was like, fuck it. I won't talk to her anymore. But then I called her again. And I was like, what's going on? And then I basically connected. We started like talking. And then basically that was it. And we started dating. And now we're married. We have two kids. Uh, wait. Uh, she broke up. She basically uh, broke up with the guy. We, we were talking. And then we like stopped talking. And then she broke up with the guy. And then we started talking again. And then we went to like. You're lying. I swear to God. Okay. It sounds very like the right thing to do. Well, no, we were still, but but it wasn't because it went on for so long. Then it yeah. stopped. Then she's like, then she was like crazy. Then she like broke up with this guy. Yeah. Then we went to the movies, and then we were like making out the movies like randomly, like in front of like her ex boyfriend's best friend, who oh. she broke up with like three days before. Oh god, that's my nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. That's so sexy though. Yeah, and then now, uh, and then we got married, two thousand nine. Oh my goodness. And now here we are. And it's still fun, and you are in love, and you guys like each other, and you have yeah. a good time. Yeah, totally. I mean, she what? doesn't like when I break down those Amazon boxes. And What's the secret? What's the secret to the happy, healthy thing? Happy, hot, sexy, fun thing. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we, uh, we I, I think the secret is a lot of HGTV and red wine. A lot of red wine and HGTV. Um, how, how did you propose? So I proposed. Um, <laughs> I love because you include the question. You're so show busy. I love it. You know what to do. So she was... Uh, well, by by the time like then we did we did we dated for like five four years, and then she was sort of getting over she wasn't she wasn't really into acting anymore and she wanted to sort of like try writing out and she started getting to that but she she had a manager who would call her for auditions every once in a while, and I called her manager I was like hey I want to propose to her in Manhattan Beach Studios where I met her oh my god so could <gasps> you set up an audition for her oh my god and talk to someone in Manhattan Beach Studios and get her in and whatever and he's like no problem so he did that but. But the manager, who's a nice guy, but like did not help me out by sending her. A, she didn't want it. She was like done with acting. Then he sent, he called her and said, I have this movie that's great for you. I think you would kill it. You should really go for it. She's like, I don't know if I want to. He's like, please do it. So then I'm with her and she's reading the script. She's like, my, my manager sent me a, a movie. She, he wants me to audition for like a Mexican girl who gets raped. Like, I don't want to do this. Oh and I was like, God. what are you doing? <laughs> so then I'm like, no, you can do this. You're so a girl who gets raped. Come on. And then, uh, and then finally she went, and then I stopped her before she came. Came like in, I like intercepted it, like basically where I met her, like right where I first met her. And then I was like, "Hi," and she was like, "What are you doing here?" And then I proposed to her, and she was started hysterical crying. Oh my god! Yeah, 
I don't even I don't even know to say that. Yeah, that, oh, you're a romantic. I'm romantic. Do you you must love your mom? I do love my mom. Not in a weird way. I came up with a weird order. You love your, you get along with your parents. Like, yeah, you get along with my parents. What do your parents do? My mom is my mom is now a consultant, like in education, but she was the director of a school readiness program for like basically in education, like her whole life. Writing then, program? Uh, no, a school readiness program for like special a preschool for kids with special needs and can't afford oh, it, that okay. kind of stuff. And then my dad is a salesman, so he's been like in that in works in New York and does yeah. that. He sells like as seen on TV products, like blenders. The, and, did, he sells what? As seen on TV products. Oh, like, are they not blenders. together anymore? No, they are. They're still together. Yeah. So you come from a happy, balanced home. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess they. My dad yelled a lot. But, oh, okay, but for the good. most part. For the most part. Oh my god! And, and I, this is the question I usually ask at the beginning of, of the the conversation. How did we meet? How did we meet? I mean, we met because you were in Todd's short with Justin. Justin Willman. And then I feel like I met. Then then I started seeing you. You're popping up everywhere. But originally, years ago. Oh my god! Oh no! Years ago, BJ Novak told me about you. Oh. God. Yeah, because there was like a po- there was like this weird. We didn't talk about this in the middle of my like random career shit, but like in the middle of like when I was like writing and doing stand up and stuff like that, I was also you know producing shows. So I produced this show called Pretty Wild on E. Oh my god, I cannot believe I did not touch on that. Right, we'll yeah. get back to it. You created it, so I created that show, and then after that, then I created the show called Stevie TV with Stevie Ryan, who's a comedian. She yeah. had a sketch show. So I was doing. I was like working with a lot of like talented, you know, girls, and you know, yeah. we were like creating these shows. And BJ was like, "Do you know you? Yeah, I think she'd be awesome." I was like, "Oh, I don't know." He's like, you, "You should look her up." And then I remember I did. And I, I, then that was the first time I saw about, I, that's the first time I saw you. Okay. And then, and then I didn't see you again until all, and then like a couple years later, you were like there. And then I remember seeing you and then we talked maybe at, I don't think I met you physically yeah, and until Justin's wedding. Justin Wilman's wedding. Yeah. Was it at, at the wedding or that was like the night before? At the, the night before thing. Oh yeah. And you gave a great speech at Justin's, uh. Justin's uh, what's that called again? It's called event? the uh, the rehearsal dinner. The rehearsal dinner. I could not believe I was even invited to that, but it was because I was in the the their drunk history. Yeah, yeah. How they met. So I was like, so it was such an honor to be that that thing because I got to hear you were everybody so funny speak. In that, too. that was a great. Oh, thank thing. you. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Bj Novak said nice things about me. That makes me very happy and oh, proud. Yeah. He's uh, he might be on this podcast. I bet you he will. Who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? Um, you created pretty <laughs> wild. By the way. Wasn't the wasn't Sofia Coppola's Bling Ring based on Pretty Wild? And mm. I watched this show. Yeah. How did you find these girls? The show on E as a reality show. For those of you who don't know, uh, set the stage. Of well, the... it basically it was a, a reality show on E called Pretty Wild that followed a family called Check the it. Arlington family. Yes. And uh, they it was supposed to be just like a silly Kardashians. Like w- what I liked about them is. Well, okay, rewind for one second. So Young basically, okay, go on. when I made that pilot laundish relationship, the MTV pilot that yeah. did not get picked up, these girls were in it. They were extras in it. They were extras in it? Yeah. So I met them there. And then they told me that they want to get a reality show because their mom was in Playboy and they were in Playboy. They really want to be on The Girl Next Door, that show that was on E! at the time. And I was like, well, maybe maybe you don't need to be on A Girl Next Door. Maybe we can just like, do your own show. And oh they're like, they're like... 
can you do that? And I was like, I mean, it seems like it's something that should be on TV. So here's the thing. BJ Novak alerted you to me, but then I, but then I got sidestepped because you found these two beautiful exactly. extras. Exactly. And you're like, hold up. Uh, I'm going to make I'm going to send her. I'm going to exactly. build a show around these girls. Okay. Exactly. I get it. Okay. Yeah. So so I meet these girls. They're, you know, young and they're really pretty and their mom is insane. Oh, my God. And, uh, and they're homeschooled. Oh. So it was really funny to me because they wanted to be in Playboy, but they were like homeschooled. And she taught them and she used uh, like her whole curriculum was based on The Secret. Oh, yeah, because I watched every episode yeah. of the show. So I shot a I we shot a sizzle reel of just like them at home and just being like funny and like, you know, very aware of how like ridiculous their life is. And it was funny. So then I took that to Chelsea Handler and I was like, Chelsea, these girls are like ridiculous. You got to see this. And she was like, this is crazy. We got to take the show. How did you know Chelsea? Because I was point. on her show all oh, the time. Yes. When it was on, on God. E. Yes. So then we basically sold to E and then it became a show. Chelsea was producing it. She was excited because it was like comedy. Comedy. Then, in the middle of the pilot, turns out that these girls who I liked and thought were funny were the a bling ring, which was a group of like teenagers from Calabasas who were robbing celebrities' homes in the Hollywood Hills. This is such a good story. So they were literally like on. I was at the chiropractor, and I got a call from the showrunner saying, "Dan, where are you?" And I'm like, "I'm at the chiropractor." And of they're course like, you are. <laughs> and they're like, "You got to get to set right now. The FBI is here." <laughs> They're breaking open suitcases. They're cutting the leather of the of their of their car seats. Like, who the fuck are these girls? Are, are, were their parents involved in drugs? And I'm like, I don't know. I just think they're they're funny and and hot. Turns out they're fully like arrested and they go to jail and the show gets picked up and we follow this whole thing. And it was insane. That they, helped the story. That helped the show get picked up. Oh, for sure. Of course, it the did. show would have actually probably <laughs> gone on, but. One of the girls, um, Alexis, who, you know, she's public about it, but she was gotten to, like, heroin and bad drugs. And we didn't realize it because who knows that? <laughs> You're too busy looking at her in her short shorts. And then, you know, so she goes like nodding so, off. Yeah. So she, uh, yeah, so she was on drugs and E found out about it because we rented them, like, a house that was, like, their house. Like, in these rally shows, like, you rent a house and you're like, this is where you live. You paid for that? Where did, what, they lived in an apartment somewhere? They lived in, like, uh, oh they, they lived, yeah, lived in Calabasas. So we need to make it seem like they were, like, you know sexy Hollywood people living in Hollywood. So they, they had a house in the Hollywood Hills. You guys, you rented them? Well, E did, yeah. So, so oh, my God. I didn't, I'm so naive. I'm, everything's I'm sorry. fake. Okay, thank you. I so then, uh, so they were basically like, you know, doing drugs on like property that was E was responsible for. It was like huge liability. Show didn't get picked up. Alexi got, um, I'm Alexis. A, I'm Alexi. You're Alexi. Alexis got all, you know, sober and everything's good. And she now is a kid and she has a second kid and she's like very healthy and happy like married. How old is she now? Like 22? No, now she's probably 30. Oh, my fucking God. So it was crazy. So it was a crazy time. And Chelsea was like, what the fuck did you get me involved in? And I was like, I didn't know they were burglars. That's kind of hilarious. And Chelsea had them on the show to kick it off. And then once they got like arrested, she was like, no, thank you. I'm not going to be associated with burglars robbing my friends. So it was crazy. Did you get robbed? I didn't get robbed. Did Chelsea get robbed? No. But like, you know, Chelsea. Who got robbed again? Orlando Bloom, Rachel Bilson, (laughs) ironically. uh, (laughs) A lot of people. Uh, Paris Hilton got robbed numerous times. Uh, I forget the list. But it was crazy. So did you have to like sign off on Sofia Coppola's movie? No. And what's annoying is that oh, when God. when it first happened, my manager at the time was like, let's try to make this a movie and try to make it a movie and no one was interested. And then Sofia Coppola made it like years later. So they never like consulted me except the LA Times called me for a quote. And then I was – they asked me to be in like the – the extras, the DVD extras. So I'm in the extras, which is so funny. You're in the DVD extras of the Bling Ring. <laughs> yeah, 
the movie. And you didn't get paid, and you got no... No credit. No credit. But luckily, I think that movie made negative money, so I don't know how much money I would have made. Did you like the movie? I didn't see the movie. You didn't? Ooh, what a fuck you. What I was going slap to... Slap in the face. No, I was going to, and then I just was forgot. You honestly. forgot. It is a very quiet movie. I yeah. liked it. I liked it. Yeah. A lot. Some people don't like it. It's a crazy, uh, crazy situation. Oh, my God. What were you saying about Chelsea? You're like, you know, Chelsea didn't want to be uh, attached to it. And, you, and then you said because her friends were all robbed or something. Well, yeah, because then... she not not like really her friends, but, you know, she didn't want to be associated with like burglars. Yeah. Who does? Oh, my. <laughs> and then we just like ended on that. Nobody. Uh, you heard of your Next folks? week on I Love Alexi. <laughs> it's called Love Alexi. <laughs> Next week on I Love Alexi. <laughs> it's called Love Alexi. Next week on Love Alexi. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, who do you, I mean, I know I've probably like, dated everybody you know or have ever met in your entire life, uh, probably, but uh, who do you think, even though you barely know me, but you have a sense of me and we're just like, we're vibing, we're hanging out, we're mm-hmm. here right now. We're living our lives. We're living our lives. Um, who do you think uh, I should be with? What kind of man am I going to marry? What kind of man are you going to marry? I think that you should marry someone who's not a performer. Okay. I think you should marry someone who has, like, a very stable job, like someone who's, like, you know, like a doctor or a lawyer, which you might might sound boring compared to, like, you know, you're dating rock stars and, you know, all these people. I have dated rock stars. Thank you. Have, you. you have, yeah. <laughs> I have. But I think, because I have, you know, I, I have friends, you know, sim- very similar to you and, you know, similar to me, but I feel like that is a good, that is good for someone like you. I feel like the stability and the normalcy is is good. So yes. that's who I would recommend you dating. Like I feel like if you were to date like a pediatric cardiologist, like that would be like great. Yeah. Like a like a guy who's busy so like you, but isn't going to like come home and be like, "Oh my god, I hate I hate this this acting coach." You know, like yeah. you don't want to deal with that shit. <laughs> you know, and you don't want to date someone who's like gone all the time on tour. Like you want you want to have some sort of like, you know, like everything's so crazy in your life and everyone's life that the best thing for like a performer I think is like just some like real like stability like not I'm t- not talking about like money I'm talking purely just like Money's emotional cool stability emotional stability but money is great I mean you know yeah god that's what I would say it's not it's not an exciting answer no I love it no that's like the most wonderful answer I've gotten uh so far because really? that's, that's a fully thought out, like, the, the type of person. I love that. That's great. And also just someone, like, you know, just that could bring you down to, like, reality of, like, we're just, like, two people dating. Like, now we're going to go to – we're just have, like, a normal life. Because I feel like a lot of my friends who are who are girls, like, like just like you, like, the exact <laughs> same person. Yeah. They get, like, just, like, caught up in, like, their own, like, chaos. In and their like, mind? Yeah, their mind. They survive. Like, they only know how to survive in chaos. And I feel like you bring in someone – Who's just sort of like a stable dude who like, you know, has is like educated and sort of like could like deal with like your chaos, but also like bring it down to a level where you're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's just go have food. Yeah, you're right. They have to be patient, though. Yeah. Because I feel like, uh, you know, my mind is so active that uh, yeah. that somebody needs to be patient with yeah. me. Uh, yeah. I think so. But I also think, you know, what's good about someone dating someone who's not in show business, like it's it's so interesting to them. So it's better. That's why I think when, when, you know, like when you are, you know, like my wife's a writer, like we have like the same conversations, which is fine. Yeah. Because it's good to like, you know, we, we know how to like kind of like deal with it. Uh-oh. Somebody's about to get the heave-ho. Just but kidding. I am going to fucking divorce her and marry a nurse. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
I go for nurse, oh, not doctor. God. I'm I believe, so sexy. Is it candy striper? <laughs> candy striper. Um, uh, do you think it's harder for women in in the writers' room? You yeah, think? it is. Oh yeah. All right, there you go. That's the answer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really hard to be a a female comedy writer. It's, I feel like it's like not fair, and like it's like a boys' club, and it's bullshit. Cause like I've worked in rooms where like all my shows, the the women are. I've always from every show I've worked on. Yeah. The funniest. Writer is, has been the woman has, but, been, has been the, has been a girl every single time. But they've been treated like shit. Hands down, not not necessarily treated like shit, but just in general in like the world of writers. Yeah, it's just like it's not fair. It's like you know between the fact that like you know like I see with my wife like if you want to be, uh, if you want to if you're if you if you're married you want to have a kid, you can't like it's writing and show business especially writing. It's not like. A teacher, you can't like take like three years off from teaching, raise your family, and then come back. It's like once you leave, it's like good luck trying to get a fucking new job. Oh bitch. my god, it's yeah. hard. It's very, it's so hard. And the mom needs to be there. The mom needs to so. be there. You so can go off and you can have a kid and go right back to work, but the mom is like, the mom has to be there. So it's like very hard. So obviously, a lot of shows are cool with it, but you know, just in terms of like the bigger picture, it's just hard to, yeah, it's just hard to be a, a female comedy writer. Holy shit. Um. Okay, we're wrapping it up. Land in this plane. But I personally, like, I, I like, I just, for me, just myself, I just like being around girls better. So, like, when I'm my own show, I know that I'm going to have probably, like, 70% female writers. Yeah. What is that? Why are you so wonderful like that? I, I've always, that's just been my life. Like, I've grown up. I didn't, didn't have a sister. You did? Are you an only child? No, I have a brother, John. Okay. This is about you. He's, like, the opposite of, uh, of a female person. Yeah. He's very, like, I'm John Levy. I'm a guy. Oh my goodness. I guys played good, hockey. Are you guys good friends? Yeah, yeah, oh. totally. Um, older or younger? Younger, but he acts older. He lives in New York. Um, <laughs> I love that. And he's an agent, which is even funnier. He's an agent? He's what an agency? Agent. None of my business. A- UTA. Oh. In New York. In New York? Why yeah, is yeah. he in New York, not in LA? That's just where he is. Like playwrights and late night shows and all kind of oh, stuff. Oh, all right. Single? Yeah. Not single. Uh, I want you to give kids. Young, young yous, younger yous. Younger you're so yous. youthful and dewy, and oh. you know you're still very, very young, uh, successful, young, handsome man, married, off limits, ladies. Ladies, come on, um, please stop with the emails. Yeah, well, do, do girls throw themselves at you at shows? <laughs> no, like, really? No, I wish. You're just like so, no reason to be jealous about you. At I all. think because now I'm just I do so many jokes. One time, like last year, I did a show, and this girl came over to me with like her husband, who was like they both were terrible, like just the whole vibe, and they were like. Hey, you want it? I'm not pregnant. You want to come back to our uh, our place? And I was like, Oh God, definitely! Because I do jokes about my wife being pregnant and stuff, and think she was trying to be like, Hey, I'm not pregnant. Come fuck me, and my husband. I'm oh, like, right. for a threesome? I was like, Not what I want to do. Oh, were they good looking? No. If they had been, would it have been difficult to turn down. No, but it would have been more exciting to tell the story. Oh my God, <laughs> does your wife get jealous? No, she never got jealous. She ne- that's great. I know. Oh yeah, why her? Why did you marry her and and didn't want to marry another person? Like, what is it about her? That's what I was going to ask. I just felt this sounds like so cheesy, but like when we were to, I remember when we first started dating. It was like, oh, this is the person. Like, this is like everything I'm looking for. Really? Yeah. You knew that like early on. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I took this. I hate these things. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because you didn't want to interrupt the story, <laughs> you didn't want to say no. Now I'm taking a Listerine thing. It was so uh, weird. Oh, I gave I gave Dan a Listerine mint strip. I'm so sorry. But I think because I do talk about her so much in my stand up and like whatever, like no one after show is excited to like thinking I'm gonna like do it. Yeah. Oh my goodness! You just knew early on. How soon into dating did you know you guys were you were gonna propose? I feel like 
like right away I felt like I was like this is the person that I want to marry. Do you think that's that's how it always is with everybody? I don't I think I don't know. I was only I only know from like me. No, okay. Give little little use a younger use some advice. Like like if if you're giving a you know just kids who look up to you who want to be in in this business who want to be writers on television or be actors or comedians like give us some words of wisdom. Give them some words of wisdom to inspire these. Okay. Well, I think what I would people. say to young people is basically just sort of like commit to a thing and just focus on that one thing and just sort of do it until that thing breaks you into doing other things. Is that bad advice? I hate only when you question it at the end. <laughs> I liked it. I was no, like, I was like, okay, no, so no, I no. Feel like, like just like focus on one thing. Yeah. And just sort of like, I mean, it's obvious, but I feel like it's like the a thousand hours outlier thing. I feel like you just got to focus on one thing and just do it. No, I'm so with you. No, I, f- I feel like I talk to so many people who are like, well, I'm going to do this thing and then this thing. And then it's like they've got so many things that they say they're going to do that they just implode and don't do anything. Yeah, I'm a big know? like list guy and like I love lists. boards and all that yes. kind of stuff. Vision so boards? Not not necessarily vision boards, but yeah, like... Yeah, call them boards. <laughs> call them boards. Yeah. But like, you know, boards with like <laughs> yeah. You're a man. plans. And, <laughs> yeah. You know. I love list making too. Well, listen... I think, uh, what what else is there to say? Oh my God, this is a great podcast. I hope, because you're the star of it. It's amazing. <laughs> this is a love letter to you, Dan Levy. Stop uh, it. Listen, where can we find you next? What's next for you? What can we get excited about? T- well. The TBS pilot. Well, the CBS pilot hopefully gets picked up. You That'd said be great. CBS. It's TBS. It's TBS. TBS. I was okay. getting excited. I was getting too ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Uh, TBS pilot. I'm taping my first hour comedy special, June 25th in Seattle. What? At the Neptune Theater. So oh. if, you, if you're in Seattle. Or if you want to come to Seattle, yeah, there are tickets available. I will hook anyone up who wants to come to that in Seattle. And then I'm just performing a lot in, I don't know when this, when will this air, like next week? Whenever you want. Oh. <laughs> and where do we go to find you? Snapchat, you are? Dan Levy Snappy. Okay. <laughs> Instagram? Dan Levy Show. Website? DanLevyShow.com. Twitter? At Dan Levy. And who cares about Facebook, right? Fuck Facebook. Fuck motherfucking Facebook. Thank you so much for talking with me, I Dan. love you. I love you too. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 